Gonzaga Nation SI, the semifinals recap as well as the title game preview. It's uh, definitely March Madness. You watch uh, a number of the conference tournaments going on, and there's been some great games. There's been some tremendous finishes. In particular, the Southland Conference. Holy cow. You look at Chattanooga getting a 30-footer to go right at the buzzer. Um, that was awesome to watch. It brings back a lot of memories of my high school and my college days watching the NCAA tournament and watching the conference tournaments and just being uh, so enthralled in watching um, teams win and advance to the NCAA tournament or winning in the NCAA tournament and advancing. It's There's nothing like March Madness. There's nothing like the NCAA tournament, and it's always so fun to watch conference week um, and kind of the build-up to selection show and then the great games uh, that first week. So um, let's get right to a recap of the semifinal games. We'll start with uh, Gonzaga obviously knocking off San Francisco, and it's not really knocking off San Francisco. It's just handling business. Gonzaga's gotten unbelievably good at handling business uh, in the WCC Conference Tournament. They have been in the title game now. Uh, I believe it is 25 straight years. Pretty uh, amazing uh, task um, that they've been able to accomplish each and every year. Um, but they are uh, back there again. And it's all due to uh, one of Coach Few's Normal sayings, just keep sawing wood, just keep sawing wood, just keep doing uh, what is important at that moment in time and doing the same things over and over again. So Gonzaga over USF 81 to 71. Um, Gonzaga was up big in in the first half. They shot a tremendous percentage, 65% uh, from the field in the first half. So they jumped out to a big lead around 20 or so in the, that first half. But you got to give USF a ton of credit. They kept fighting. They made it interesting down the stretch. Uh, by no means do do I think they were going to get fully back in the game where it was going to be a one possession game. But they 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 did not stop battling the whole entire game. That second half, um, they at least made it interesting, and it wasn't something where you know Gonzaga was able to rest their starters and. and you know, Timmy and Holmgren only played seven, eight minutes in that second half. No, San Francisco made it a battle. Um, and they were led by uh, a terrific effort from Khalil Shabazz, 27 points. Um, Julian Rishwain had a nice game, 20 points. And one of the keys that I had said was for Gonzaga to limit USF's guards. They didn't do that with Shabazz, but they did that with Jamari Bouye. Bouye struggled all night long, didn't knock down a single three-pointer, one of 11 from the field, uh, finished with only five points. Um, but when you look at that backcourt, Shabazz, Bouye, and Rish Wayne and, and Stefanini shooting it from the three-point line, they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody in the NCAA tournament. I, I personally think they're they're going to win a game. Um, they possibly could be second weekend good if, if the matchups align properly. Um, but on the Gonzaga side, Drew Timmy looked like Drew Timmy again. A, a great game of 22 points. Chet Holmgren was tremendous uh, as we all are getting used to kind of just a ho-hum 17 points, eight rebounds to go along with six block shots. Uh, it, it's, it's 
almost becoming, um, I don't want to say boring because that's not the right word, but it's almost becoming just, okay, chalk him up for 17 and eight and we'll see how many block shots he gets. And if the numbers of the block shots um, don't impress you, then go look at the impact of the shots that he's altered um, because he's continuing to kind of put his stamp and imprint on almost every single game that, that Gonzaga plays. And then in the backcourt, Andrew Nemhart. After struggling against St. Mary's uh, in the season finale, he played really well. 17 points, 9 assists um, for him. So it was a good, hard-fought win for Gonzaga uh, down the stretch in the second half. The one concern that I saw, though, again, and I had said this earlier in the season, I got a little bit of pushback from uh, Greg Heister as well as Richard Fox uh, on our KHQ regional broadcast is they didn't – they don't – they didn't shoot a great three of 13 from the three point line last night. They have a lot of good shooters. Uh, they don't have a tremendous amount of great shooters. Now take this with a grain of salt. Chet Holmgren's percentage. Yes, is very good. Um, but he gets those opportunistically because he's such a mismatch nightmare for opposing bigs. He'll dribble it down and, and knock down a, a transition three off the dribble. Um, they don't have that guy like a Corey Kispert that, you know you're going to run a wide pin down, you're going to run a floppy action, you're going to run a special set uh, to get a guy coming off a screen for, for a shot. They don't have that. Again, they've got a lot of really good shooters um, that make open shots. So just something to keep in mind, something to think about. Um, in the second semifinal, uh, it was a great game. It was a really good game. Santa Clara gave St. Mary's everything that they could handle. St. Mary's ended up coming out with the victory 75-72. Tommy Cousy, another great game, 27 points. Matthias Toss had 18 and 7. But uh, you, you got to tip your cap to Santa Clara. What a tremendous season. I firmly believe and hope that they are in the NIT. You're looking at a 21 and 11. Um, the, it very well could have been an even better record, but uh, Josip Vrankic, their best interior player, um, he got sick with mono, missed eight games. In those games, they were four and four. If you could imagine, and then when he came back, they struggled a little bit getting him back up to speed. But it, it's one of those things where, say they went six and two or seven and one, you'd be looking at uh, you know a tw- another twenty four twenty five. 26 win team out of this WCC conference because Gonzaga's got 25 wins. USF's got 24. I believe St. Mary's now has 25. BYU's 22 wins. Um, So five teams in the WCC with 20 wins. That's pretty impressive. But um, it was a good, hard fought win for St. Mary's. And and because it's back to back nights, you got to wonder did that take a little bit out of St. Mary's? Uh, leading into tonight's game. So uh, tonight's title game in the WCC, obviously it's Gonzaga and St. Mary's. These are the two teams that have battled more times than not for the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. They're both in. Gonzaga, I think, is locked up a one seed. Uh, Regardless, I still think even if by chance St. Mary's wins, I still think they're a one seed. They very well could still be the overall one seed. Um, But that being said, Gonzaga takes care of business. They're the overall number one seed. Uh, I would imagine that would put them in Portland. 
um, for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. But let's look back really quick at the first two matchups between these two teams. The game in Spokane, uh, Gonzaga won 74 to 58. They were 55% from the field and they dominated on the glass. They were plus 11 on the glass. Drew Timmy had a really good game, 25 points, eight rebounds. Chet Holmgren, 11 points, 13 rebounds. And Andrew Nemhart was flirting with a triple-double um, deep into that second half. 16 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. But um, for, for St. Mary's that night, they struggled to really get into any type of flow offensively um, with, which, with which you saw them play in the second game down in Moraga. And for a team like St. Mary's, if you if you struggle to get into a flow on your offensive end and the pace that which you play isn't what you are trying to impart on the game that night because it was a faster pace, um, more to GU's liking, it, it, it's going to be difficult to come up with the win uh, on the road in upset fashion. So, um, again, Gonzaga was dominant on the glass. They shot a terrific percentage from the field, and a lot of that's because they were able to get out and get a few easy buckets, which is where Nemhard is so good throwing the ball up ahead. Nothing's there. He's been great in the pick and roll. Um, so that was the first game. Second game, we all know it was only about a week or so ago for, for Gonzaga fans to watch that game. Uh, the court storming at St. Mary's was not something that a Gonzaga fan enjoys watching. But St. Mary's, they earned it. They played extremely well that night. They came up with the, the win, 67-57. to 57. Gonzaga didn't shoot very well at all from the field. And much of that had to do with St. Mary's defensive uh, attention to detail, their physical play that night, I think really bothered Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy struggled. Uh, he only was uh, two of 10 from the field, had six points. Chet Holmgren only had six points. So they did a really nice job of, of, of being physical with Gonzaga's bigs. Um, and that's maybe a issue. Um, well, maybe the physical play is not an issue, but the ability to bring in a kind of change of pace big uh, might be a little bit of an issue come NCAA tournament games. Um, you know, Ben Gregg has shown some flashes, but Coach Few hasn't put him in uh, consistently for regular minutes. Um, I wouldn't imagine that to change now. Caden Perry was showing some really good flashes earlier in the season before he injured his back. Um, you know, those two guys are, are complete change-ups in, in what their skill set is and how they can impact the game compared to Timmy and Chet. Obviously, Timmy and Chet, uh, all American level players, you're not going to replace their production. But what you can replace is just the difference in how a team has to prepare or play against a, a different front court, even if it's only for a few minutes. But in the game down in Moraga, you know, St. Mary's was very physical. Uh, they turned Gonzaga over um, more turnovers than assists for Gonzaga. When you look at Gonzaga's guards that night, yeah, Strother, Nemhart, and Bolton, they scored it, um, but they didn't make plays for each other like they normally do. Zero assists to versus a combined seven turnovers that night. Uh, I don't expect that to happen again. Um, so that was an, an area that needed to get cleaned up. It looked much better against USF uh, in the semifinals. But then the, also the other thing in that game down in Moraga that St. Mary's won is Tommy Cousy controlled the game. Uh, he he got St. Mary's to play at the pace that they want, um, which they want to grind it out in the upper 50s, low 60s. 
uh, where Gonzaga, you, you obviously they lead the country in scoring. You want to, they want to be in the upper eighties or nineties, a uh, very high possession game. Uh, so Tommy Cousy in that game really kind of dictated things with 14 points. Uh, Logan Johnson had a nice game, 10 points and eight rebounds. Um, kind of as that slashing attacking guard who I think he's better in transition, but um, you know, St. Mary's doesn't get up and down a whole lot. So when he gets his opportunities, uh, he's got to make the most of those. And he did that day. So um, the predictions and, and the keys to what Gonzaga needs to do tonight in the WCC title game. When I look at it, um, first thing, Drew Timmy's got to play better. He will. I mean, he played really well against San Francisco in the semis. Um, it's just, it's funny because he's been so good the last two years that the, the standard that everyone is expecting is, is an all American effort, uh, and, and result every night. Now he gives that effort every night, but you've also got to allow him to have a struggle of a game here or there. He had a struggle of a game at Moraga. I don't see that happening again. He, he plays with a ton of pride. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I would expect him uh, to play much better. Um, and I think the other thing for Gonzaga, speed the pace up as best you can. St. Mary's going to slow it down. We know that. That's always been the game plan. But you do that by getting off to a good start. You do that, get some stops, run out and transition. If you could build an early lead, the game is much easier to play at your pace as opposed to if St. Mary's gets off to a good start, which I think is important for them, they can now slow it down. They don't have to be playing catch up. It, it, they'll be much more comfortable and confident in executing their game plan, which we've seen has worked before in the past. And it worked about eight, nine, 10 days ago in Moraga. But the other thing I think is important for St. Mary's is they got to get production off the bench. Um, they don't have an incredibly deep bench. Randy Bennett is very similar to Coach Few. He, he doesn't necessarily go 9, 10, 11 guys deep. Um, but when you look at that game in Moraga where they knocked off Gonzaga, they got great bench production from two uh, two young players. Um, Mitchell Saxon, who's from the Seattle area, uh, had seven points off the bench. Another Seattle area player, Jabe Mullins, had a nice stretch where he had seven points. They were both active. They were both physical. They both played with a ton of confidence. And so I think that's something else that, that is important for, for St. Mary's is to get production off the bench. Um, now, prediction-wise, I, I think Gonzaga is going to win. I think it's going to be a, a tough, tight game. I think Gonzaga is going to be able to get the game more at their pace. Uh, so I look for a game in the upper 70s maybe the low 80s, um, but I've got Gonzaga by seven. And I look to Gonzaga to be the number one overall seed. I look to St. Mary's, who's ranked 17th right now. All their Ken Palm, their net, their analytics look unbelievably good. Um, they could be looking at a, a great seed, maybe a five, six, seven, somewhere in there. Um, when you look at the analytics, they keep trending upward. Uh, if they can put together a, a great effort tonight, uh, even in a loss, that's going to be great for the eye test and, and really kind of bolster their resume come Selection Sunday and where they're going to be. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, there is no better time of year than March Madness, and this is Conference Tournament Week. Take care. God bless. Enjoy the games.